Hello, this is the Sky High Podcast, and we'll be talking about the early life and the crimes of Ed Gein and how he got to who he was. So, off start, we have his early life. Ed Gein was born in Wisconsin, 1906, but uh, he had a brother, a mother, and a father, and they both were normal kids. His, his brother was normal, he was normal as a kid, and uh, they both went to school, but only Ed Gein actually graduated from high school. And uh, where it started to get rough in his early childhood life is his father, he died in 1940 because of a drinking problem he had. Uh, because of this, his father dying, they both had to pick up the slack and they went around the community looking for work, any way to help their mother in their living expense. So uh, they were just kids trying to get through tough times, you know? The only weird thing in uh, Edgin's early childhood, really, was his unhealthy obsession with his mom. And this right here played a role later in his life. So how did Ed Gein really, from this nice kid to this crazy adult, how did that transition happen? Well, we'll talk about this in my next segment. In that same year of 1940, Ed Gein and his brother were out burning marsh vegetables. At the end of the day, Ed Gein had reported his brother missing, but when the police got there, Ed Gein was able to lead them directly to the burned body and with a further in- investigation, Bruises were found on his brother's head, but the case was still ruled an accident. Bruises on the head. This seems pretty clear to me right here that this was no accident. With his brother dead, this just left his mother and Edgin. But a year later, after his brother's death, his mother died of a heart stroke, leaving him all alone. After his mother died, he blocked off the rooms his mother used the most. Like if they were an antique or he preserved them as if they were a shrine. After his mother had passed, Edgin started to get into his crazy obsession with the body of women and even wanted to become one. He considered surgery, but it was really costly and he was afraid of the procedure. Edgin started fed his interest of the body of women as much as he could with books, websites, pulp horror movies horror novels, and pornographic magazines. He was very interested in the types of tests Nazis performed on Jews during World War II. Soon, books would no longer satisfy his needs. He moved on to digging up female bodies in far-flung Wisconsin cemeteries. He would dissect them and keep the parts he liked most, like the head, sex organs, livers, hearts, and intestines. Very weird. He would peel the skin from the body, draping it over a tailor's dummy, or even wearing himself to dance and convert around his house. Practice that apparently gave him intense gratification. So basically, instead of having the operation to change his sex, he dug up bodies and wore the skin because that was easier. Edkin saved his favorite parts like the breast and woman genitalia, keeping them preserved and only using them for special occasions like dancing under the moon. Because, you know, what other way is there to spend your Friday afternoon? This has always become into a crazy fetish of his. After doing this for a while, Edgin was unsatisfied and needed something more to fill this need. So he turned to murder for fresher samples. 
Some cops started to catch on to him one afternoon on 1957. Bernice Wooden went missing, and suspects said Edgain had been seen with her shortly before her disappearance. With this lead, officers visited his farm and found her decapitated body. Upon further searching, cops found all the body parts Edgain had grave robbed and turned into household things like cloths and masks in the head of another female who had gone missing earlier in that year of 1954. Her name was Mary Hogan. Needless to say though, Edgain was taken in. In this next segment, I'll be talking about the trial and punishment of Edgain. Edgain admitted to killing both women. The crazy thing is, both women resembled his mother. His lawyer pled for a reason of insanity. He was deemed unfit for a trial and was sent to many different mental institutions. A while later, he was found guilty of, for the murder of Brunus Wooden, but ruled insane at the time of murder, so he was just sent back to mental hospitals, where he remained for the rest of his life until he died of cancer in 1984. For this next part, I wanted to ask two people what they thought about this guy and the outcome of the trial. So, uh, McKenna, what are your thoughts about Ed Gein? I think he had some problems, and what, do you know what the reason was, like, why he felt like he had to kill all these women because he looked like his mom? Like, was that the only reason? Um, he did it because he wanted a fresher sample for skin to wear, and I guess it gave him that deeper satisfaction so it was like a connection to his mom i felt like he was just missing her i feel like it was more of a so he killed game. women that missed her i feel like it was more like a mind game i don't think that what he did was right and i don't i don't think that he was right in the head I, at I all nah he was he definitely wasn't. i don't think he was right in the head at all <laughs> do you believe that his trial is just just being sent to a mental hospital for after killing two women and wearing their skin I think that a harsher punishment should have been enforced, but if it were, then who's to say something else wouldn't have happened with the mental state that he was already in? Who's to say that something else wouldn't have happened afterwards, even with the punishment punishment being inflicted on him? I mean, some people retaliate to that kind of stuff in many different ways, so who knows? I believe that he's... He should have. There should have been something more than just being sent to a mental hospital. Definitely. Definitely. But just the repercussions of that. Well, uh, thank you for uh, answering my questions. No problem. <laughs> so, uh, Mitchell, what are your thoughts about Ed Gein? I think that it's uh, an unfair trial, personally. And I think, yes, he should have went to a men mental institute, but he should have also faced prison time after that. Because there's no really just reasoning for killing people that look like somebody. Just because you have a grudge or some type of retaliation you want against that person. Because that's obviously not fair to the people that died and their families. Oh, yeah, so definitely. he needs to face time for that. Definitely. Um, do you believe his trial is just? And just for being sent to a homo ho mental hospital after killing two women and wearing their skin? I think that it depends on the variables, as in if he actually had a mental illness that was really severe before that had some reasonable cause to like affect it, but I also still think there should have been some type of upper punishment other than mental health institute. Definitely. Because he faced no punishment, it was like a pat on the hands, and no matter who you are, there's no reason for just killing someone like that, and it wasn't just one person, it was two, so he obviously knew what he was doing at yeah. that point. Yeah. 
Well, uh, thank you for answering my questions, Mitchell. And uh, also, thank you for tuning in to the Sky High Podcast. Catch you next time, guys.